and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're here for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Appreciate you uh, tuning in here uh, this morning slash afternoon. BMW Des Moines guest list, and it is a busy one. We will start here in about 20 minutes. We'll get Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal-Star. Uh, we'll preview um, well, their game, but more so I'm going to pick Sip's brain about Minnesota. He saw them two weeks ago. Uh, perhaps they're getting closer. Nebraska is to a head coach. Of course, they will be in Iowa City a week from tomorrow taking on the Hawks. So Sipple will join us oh, for a few minutes coming up here in 20 minutes. After that, David Kaplan will head to Chicago. Of course, we bumped Cappy yesterday when Paul Allen, who was retweeted last night, or not retweeted, was mentioned in a tweet last night by none other than LeBron James. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, as his um, video of his calls down the stretch of the Buffalo game, uh, I guess you would call that went viral. Is that what that is? When viral exploded, mm-hmm. uh, so PA's going. Uh, PA was great yesterday, but Cappy was uh, good to move out of his spot. He'll join us coming up at about eleven thirty-five. Lee Sterling going to go pine on a handful of games. He'll be here from Paramount Sports ten minutes or thereabouts before noon. Uh, we'll preview Thursday night football from a Packers perspective. It's the Titans and the Packers. Dave Senekin will join us, and then Bill Bender, Trent, and I are going to talk college football about eleven thirty. Before four of you will get a chance to win barbecue. From Claxons, thirty-one thirty-one Eighth Street Southwest in Altoona. So a busy, busy program here today, as they usually are on Thursdays and on Fridays. I want to obviously get to the basketball in a minute, mm-hmm. uh, but the news that broke uh, within the last hour, hour and a half or so, the Cyhawk game, the football game between Iowa and Iowa State, has been extended, contract signed, sealed, and delivered through two thousand and twenty-seven. So the series continues on at least until that point. Not sure why they only extended it as far as they did. Perhaps uh, waiting for conference realignment to shake itself out and see uh, just the viability and the feasibility of of playing that game on a yearly basis. But we do know that at least through 2027, the games, the state's biggest game will continue to be played. I know you're happy about that. I'm ecstatic. I'm surprised by it. I thought that we were trending in a direction that it was going to go away. Not full-time, mm-hmm. but there was going to be some kind of hiatus. Respite. It was a decision that Gary Barta was trying to make. The phone call was made to Jamie Pollard. Barta wanted out? For two years. He they did. wanted to play the Notre Dame game. You remember this. This was two years ago. We talked about this. Mm. And <laughs> had a possibility of playing Notre Dame in Soldier oh, Field. Oh, yeah, okay. I do remember that part of it. And Iowa State said no. Mm-hmm. And Gary Barta, being the guy that he is, not going to ruffle feathers. Okay, just take your medicine and, yeah. and we'll continue the series. Had an opportunity to play Notre Dame at Soldier Field. They said no. Okay, we're not going to push on it. I thought that would be... Maybe, I do remember that because my, my, my pushback, we still can play them. You still can, yeah. Right. Absolutely. What's, what's, the, what's the prevention of playing? You get three of them. Take out the FCS game yeah, and, exactly. and still do that. But you'd be one of the few teams in the country playing 11 mm-hmm. or 12 games mm-hmm. against Power 5 competition. Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself at a disadvantage. That's the other side of the coin yep. in the thought process. So I thought Unless maybe that would Notre be Dame. enough to, for Iowa to say, let's hit pause. Let's hit pause. And I've maintained, I don't want the series to go away. But I want some versatility in the scheduling. Let's be honest, it's boring. What? 
year after year for an Iowa fan. Two games at home against a couple of tomato cans, and then the Iowa State game. Yeah. Year after year after year. I've been to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I've been to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. I've been to those games. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Now, with the additions of UCLA or USC, was that enough to tilt if there was tepidation from the Iowa side? Was that enough knowing that there is going to be something new? That there is going to be an opportunity to play a game in California, and that was enough to say, you know what, because of that, we're good. Yeah. We're going to have nine conference games. Mm-hmm. That's going to continue. We're good. We're going to go down this path, mm-hmm. and with it, that is going to it's let us... a pretty good carrot. Oh, absolutely. Right. Right. The other part, if Iowa was going to say, we're hitting pause, you have to schedule somebody good. It can't be Pitt. No. Just, it can't right. be Syracuse. Right. It can't even be Arizona or Arizona No, they bring a marquee name. It has to be yeah. a name. Yeah. That you're doing a home. You're home going. Run. You're going to disrupt the biggest game in the state. Okay, if you are for Pitt, right? You and can't, no, no, you no. Can't it's not going to fly. No, absolutely it's not. Not going to fly. It has to be LSU. It has to be Georgia. It has to be a brand. A, a brand. Right. USC or UCLA. Well, now they're in your conference, and you have that. But just a thought process behind it, because I thought we were trending in the direction. At minimum, I, I'm glad that we're there'd not be a trend. Uh, you know how I feel about this game. Mm-hmm. It's 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 my favorite week of the year. It's not even close. Uh, it's the state's biggest game. I don't care who wins. I don't. Um, I'm just happy that the game is played and we get to talk about it. Well, certainly the week leading up to it, but it's a part of the conversation periodically throughout the gosh forsaken long off season <laughs> right. that we're on the precipice of um, of embarking on. So uh, I, I'm just I'm ecstatic it's going to be played. I really am. I think it's 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 good for the state to play it. Gets everybody involved. Um, we all come together as football fans. Yep, we take both sides, other two sides of of the game. But very quickly after its play, we all become Iowans again. Mm-hmm. And I like that part about it. And they're still back and forth on Twitter and message oh, sure. boards and all that fun right. stuff. But, yeah, for the most part, in the real world, when you're working with the guy in the office next to you, when it is loud mouse from our sales department coming up here and talking, you know, those kind of mm-hmm. things. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. their year. <laughs> yes. But you know what? The next year you get them back and, and you're, you're that right. guy or gal. And you, and you hold it and yeah. you have a winning streak and you right. get to hold it over the head. Yeah, that, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Rivalries are fun. It's a good thing. Now, the only way, the only way that I could see that I would be at – placated at all and it's a long shot and it's funny we were just talking about this in the studio before we, uh is the fact that if 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 the two schools ever matched were matched up in a bowl game right yeah. at the end of the year um but to roll the dice that's ah, going you can't to happen, you no. can't you absolutely can't because there's obviously there's no promises right well, i mean go back to august we probably would have promised a bowl game for iowa state and and for iowa well we know i was going to get one um iowa state's got some work to do they got to win their next two and that's starts on saturday night it's going to be freezing cold out folks i think i, I saw the high on saturday so like 22 degrees and that's in the that's well in the middle of the afternoon night i don't know what's going to be uh, we shall see. I hope they get a good turnout. But beat Texas Tech, and then you know what? You've got an opportunity to go to TCU and shock the world and knock off maybe a still unbeaten, although Baylor might have a say this weekend. Um, but lots to play for for Iowa State. And then if it doesn't go your way and you do get the five, you got to hope that there's not enough teams make it to bowl eligibility because you're sitting number two on the list as far as teams that will get that uh, that chance to, to play on. You're backing into one? 
So be it. Right. From what we 15 do. 15 practices. So be it. Well, and, and for that, right? I, I'm looking mm-hmm. at it from our angle, but yes, right. for Iowa State's angle, 15 practices. No doubt about it. All right. Let's get to uh, Iowa basketball yes. uh, from last night. Trent, I got a kick out of the uh, Hawkeye Nation Twitter account. It's 10 to 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seton Hall jumps on him 10. And the Hawkeye, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of did have that feel it early did. in the basketball game. But man, oh, man. Um, I mean, you, 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 there's so many places we go. Tony Perkins, I loved Ulysses' game last night. He played really well. He played really well. I mean, and we haven't said Chris Murray's name yet. And, and without he, oh, by him, the way, did they get back into that game? Because he no, took over after they're down 10-2, they do. and they get right back in mm-hmm. it, and they get the lead, and didn't coast from there. Yeah. But they had a response every time. That's just it. When they were pushed, and Seton Hall would make their run, They'd stop the run and they'd open it back up to 9, 10, 11 points. You know who else was good? Robracha. Yes, he was. Robracha He's been really, really good. good. And yeah. that's a guy we talked about coming into the season uh-huh. that, now it's Fran. Fran is talking positive uh-huh. about all of his guys all the time, but it felt like he had a chance to make a jump. And yes, he's undersized as a center in the Big Ten, and there's going to be matchups that he struggles, but he looks bigger. Yep. He certainly is more aggressive offensively, and he is so important to what they do rebounding wise. Mm-hmm. They need him mm-hmm. inside out there and it's concerning if he gets in foul trouble what are they going to do you can play chris at the five at times you can do kind of go that route and then what do you have with a gun delay mm. Volvi, is mm. there anything there but that's a question for another day for last night it was murray making plays and tony perkins just the toughness that this guy plays with and this this is the hopeful fan side of me i'm ready to get hurt again so i'm, <laughs> I'm becoming optimistic about iowa basketball yeah you should tony perkins you know a guy that i've loved and there's just something about his demeanor, that that tough guy attitude that he brings, the hollering and ones and getting another technical last night and, and then kind of smirk it afterwards. Yeah, you got me. He is, though, a different kind of point guard and just guard in general that I was ever had. Even think of the good guards that I was had. Mike Gassell, very timid. Mm-hmm. Well, he had it with jaw, but he had limitations. Roy Devin Marble, not exactly a guy that was a go butt kicker, right? Things got tough. Mm-hmm. He'd wilt away. That's not Tony Perkins. Tony Perkins, he's playing bad. He's going to put his head down and try to get to the rim. Yep. He's not playing well. He's going to find a way. And on top of it, I saw a, a stat yesterday from Synergy, which is an analytic-based site. You hear it a lot in the NBA, and they also do college basketball stuff. He is one of the top defenders against the pick and roll in the country over the last year and a half and, and into this season. So that shows you what he is as What's a defender. What's that side I didn't know that? What's the side? Synergy, Synergy, excuse me. Synergy.com? No, it, it's Synergy Basketball, something okay. like that. You can yeah, go, yeah. go yeah, but they, uh, yeah, they break things down in this very analytical-based site, and he's one of the best defenders against the pick and roll. Iowa hasn't had that. They've had a decade of Mike Cassell and Jordan Bohannon mm-hmm. at the point guard position. Mm-hmm. They have a top-flight guy, and then he mentioned Ulysses. We know his calling card is defense. Playing with the lineup that they did last night with those two guys out there together— Iowa hasn't had a backcourt defensively like that in France 14 years. They have never had two guys that can clamp you down defensively up front. If Iowa can just be top 50 in defensive efficiency this year, you know the offense is going to be there. Mm-hmm. A friend, he can coach offense. Mm-hmm. That's where the optimism starts to come in because yeah, I think you. this team is a little bit different than some of the past brand teams. I, I agree with you. Connor McCaffrey was on the floor at important times in the basketball game, which is great. I, here's the other thing, Trent. They, they beat, a, I think, a decent Seton Hall team, a team that's going to get better. I think so. As the year goes on. Uh, Peyton Sanford, how many points? Not much. Z- two. Had two. Yet two from the free throw line. He's not going to have those type of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's better. He's better than that. Let's get Jeff in here real quick. Uh, Jeff, thank you for being patient. Jeff, what's on your mind? 
Well, I don't want to toot my own horn, but last week, and I, you know, I heard you guys ask kind of the same things I said to you guys last week. This team is for real. I talked, and I don't want to jump off the deep end, but I brought up the Sweet 16 last week. The announcers after the game was talking about how they look like a Sweet 16 team, but let's dive in. Let's dive into the second half where I kind of dove in after my practice. They got hit in the mouth. They took a timeout. I'm sure Fran, you know, got into them. Mm-hmm. They responded. How about a, you mean the early one? The early one yeah. in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about, how about the free throw line, boys? At one point in the second half, they were 11 for 12. Yeah, yeah. Every time they got a punch in the mouth, mm-hmm. they responded. Uh, I believe McCaffrey, Patrick, had an and one dunk that just lit up the bench. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Baracha. Uh, playing with men in the paint. I don't care if they, he was traveling. I don't care if he was getting smacked <laughs> on the arms. He is playing at a huge level. Now, you guys talked about TP. I'm going to give you a couple analysis. A TP reminds me of a young Joe Dumars. Oh, now, that's some a of good our one. newer listeners, mm-hmm. some of our new listeners might not know that. Joe Dumars will get after you. Mm-hmm. Get a- and then those and ones. And you know what? He had a couple threes. I'll give him threes. I- I'm not I'm not going to pull it, pull it him. But Joe Dumars, here's another fun one for you. Connor McCaffrey hit a big three after a couple quick swings. Mm-hmm. Yep. He reminds me of ML Carr. You guys remember ML Carr for the Boston Celtics? Yep. Just a run your mouth pit bull. That's Connor McCaffrey. You need those pit bulls, little little edge, a little chip on the shoulder. That was ML Carr. That's Connor. And here's the biggest thing that I talked about last week. Yes, Chris is going to get his. And there was points of the game where Chris wasn't getting his. And we're getting it from a bunch of people. And that's what's going to win you games down the road. And that's what's going to make them noise in March. Trent, if you're a Hawkeye fan, and I know you are, mm-hmm. you have to be excited. Because I'm jacked. I, can't, I, I love this team. I'm right there with you, Jeff. Jeff, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, as always. I am, too. The optimism. Now, is it going to be enough to win a regular season crown? That maybe is still, but a be in the hunt. And here, I got to ask this question. It's the same question I asked yesterday about this down Big Ten. I kept hearing mm-hmm. about. Help me out. <laughs> well, Michigan State. How about Michigan in the second half yesterday? Yes. I mean, just absolutely put right. it on pit after kind of struggling in the first mm-hmm. half against what a team that's not anticipated is going to be very good. It's top heavy. I mean, it's but it's ten teams at the top. It very well, could come down to. You get to play Nebraska, Northwestern, Minnesota twice. <laughs> right. I mean, it very yeah, well could true. come down to that. Yeah. Who's who Nebraska have tonight? Oh, St. John's. St. John's, yeah. yeah. They're double figure, I think, on the dog yeah. in that one. Penn State's playing right now in South Carolina. is the first one of the big tournaments gets started. A couple of them, in fact, going today. Uh, they're playing Furman, who is one of the favorites, I think, of the Big South, uh, and they're up 20. But the Big Ten this year is going to be, there's realistically 11 teams, including Penn State, that can be NCAA tournament teams. Is there a Final Four team? I don't think so right mm. now. But, again, it's a tournament, one and done, anything right. can happen on top of it. But because of that, you're going to be grinding out there. Would you be shocked if 14-6 and six gets you a tie for a regular season crown? Because of the depth of the conference, 11 good teams, 15-5 and five maybe okay, gets it out right? There. Yeah, yeah, I'll go there. Because I would get to that level. So I was looking at Ken Palm last night after he updated his site with... Can, can I answer you in two weeks? <laughs> we'll know a lot more right. than that, right? So he has Iowa right now as the second best team in the Big Ten. Behind? Indiana. Yeah. He has Iowa at number 15 and Indiana at number 10. Michigan State at 19. Michigan 22. Purdue 24. Illinois 27. Ohio State 28. Penn State 37. Rutgers 40. Maryland 45. And Wisconsin 47. Think of that. 11 top 50 teams Jeez. right now in this conference. It's early. 
His numbers, they're not completely baked. I mean, this is very early. I was taking the cookies out a little bit too uh-huh, early. And they're, uh-huh. It's still pretty soft, these numbers. But he also goes through the season and projects what the schedule would play out. Your Big Ten champion, regular season, are the Indiana Hoosiers and the Iowa Hawkeyes at 13-7. and seven. Wow. I can't see that. That I can't. See that's where that. I went. Fourteen and six. Yeah, I'm going to. St- I'll still land on the fifteen and five, Phil. But Probably. you could be right. Look, it's going to be. It's, it's, I love the conference. I love mm-hmm. the conference. And um, I just when I, when I kept hearing about how bad it's going to be, and then I watched the game on the boat the other day, and then I watched the follow up game against Kentucky. Who I think is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And then Michigan State's picked. You know, not kind of not in the They're middle, but six. yeah, right, just a little bit above the middle. Really? And I see this performance last night. Now, are we sure Gonzaga's good? Well, that's fair because last night, well, Tyrese Hunter put it on him. Yes, he did. Oh my God, Tyrese Hunter figured out how to Ooh, shoot. Jeez, good night. My God, that was eye opening. I got him at twenty to one last night. By the way, I so did I. <laughs> good for you. Yes, I'm telling you, the future's are the way to go in this bad boy. You, TC, you got me in. It's yeah. been, been a lot of fun. I jumped aboard right as you did. I'm yeah. sure. As you're just seeing the demolition, and the Urban Center was an awful basketball environment. Mm-hmm. Nobody'd go. It was old. It was antiquated, and that new building last night mm-hmm. was yeah. lit up. It was from the student section right there along uh-huh. the whole length of the court. The the balloons that they had going on. It just looked like such a fun party atmosphere. Now that's easy against Gonzaga. That's easy to do right. when the Zags are in town. Right. It's a second ranked team in the country. That's good. But what happens when? Iowa State goes there on a Wednesday in yeah. February. You What's know, what, Iowa State's record? Right. And Iowa State is, okay, mm-hmm. Kansas State goes there. Mm-hmm. What's the environment no, going I to be? I get that part. We're still going to have to see about uh-huh. that. But for one night, all of a sudden you but talk when about... when Baylor's in town or Texas Tech comes, pays a visit, that'll be lit. Because, you know, when you go to places like Iowa State, obviously with Hilton, Kansas State, when they're good, how good the Octagon mm-hmm. can be. The Jayhawks, when you go to Lawrence and know you got to beat not just five players, you got to beat eight. With the officials seemingly get every single whistle for the home yeah. team inside that building every single year, and we might have to throw Texas into the mix as one of the more difficult no home. We'll see if that home court advantage continues yep. like that. It's going to be how many a tough big place. Mondays did Iowa State get this year? Do you know? That's a good question. I hope they got a couple based on their record last year. You would think that they would uh, get get a couple. I, I mean, fingers crossed. It's Kansas. Uh, Texas Tech game on the road is scheduled for a Monday and second to last game of the year against West Virginia at home. But no Kansas game. Mm. Uh, Kansas game, the one that is in Hilton, that is Saturday, February 4th. And the game a little bit earlier, Saturday, January 14th, that's the road tilt that they'll have. Uh, is the is the Saturday game against Kansas, do they have a start time yet? Uh don't know on All this right. side. I'd have to look it up. All right, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star, coming up. We'll get to Sipple. We'll spend a few minutes talking football, but a huge win last night for the Hawks. Just a huge win. Uh, Robracha uh, was terrific. Trent, I'm all I'm on board. You were right about Perkins. You identified him a couple years ago. Uh, he's a difference maker on this team. I loved Ulysses' uh, contribution last night. And oh, by the way, Chris Murray had uh, 29 and 11 in front of a. A um, dozen or so scouts that uh, made their way over to New Jersey to watch that basketball game. So a big win for the Hawks last night. One and oh, we'll know a lot more about that team as we will Iowa State because their schedule 
is about to uh, ratchet up after this weekend uh, as well. David Kaplan coming up in about, oh, 10, 15 minutes or so. Let's get Stephen M. Sippel in here on 3media.com. Uh, Sip, Trent, Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm grateful to talk to you. A couple of reasons. Obviously, want to pick your brain about Minnesota, uh, who you saw in person a couple of weeks ago, as all of a sudden the Big Ten West is opened up. We don't think that there's any way in hell that Illinois is going to beat Michigan. And then next week, Iowa may host Nebraska with an opportunity to win the Big Ten West. What a crazy division it has been, Sip. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. I think the big thing is Iowa has to get through Minnesota. And that won't – I mean, it's not going to be I – don't, I don't think you guys think it, that could be easy. No, 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 no. Nothing but no. like – no, no. No. Now, Minnesota – I think the way I size up the game without having seen – well, you know what? I've seen Iowa twice. You you have by far the best unit in their defense. Like they don't have a like they're you know they'll have a lot of trouble moving the ball. And their defense Minnesota's defense isn't like Iowa's. So few are right. Right. It, I mean, this is an elite defense. It looks like to me. it is. You're right. Uh, yeah. So and then Minnesota doesn't have a defense like that at all. They're not that good up front. I mean, that's probably the key here, in my opinion. Minnesota's. Not like Illinois up front, for instance. I saw them back to back, and it was a pretty stark difference. Um, so I'd be, in, oh, I don't know, it seems like a toss-up game. I'd probably be inclined to pick Iowa because of what I said, that you have by far the best unit. And maybe if you say special teams, you have the two best units. So based on that, probably head to Iowa. Let's get to your Huskers and the struggles continue. Oh, one thing, though, one, yeah. no, one thing, Trump, break in. The, the, the counter to that is they have the best player on the field. Oh, Abraham. Mm-hmm. Have, yeah. Yeah. They'll have the best player. Now, but here's the thing about that their best player is running into a, I mean, yeah. he's running into a hard. I mean, Jack Campbell's, you know, I think Iowa can control Ibrahim. Nebraska really controlled him for a half. Minnesota had minus seven rushing yards at half. Hmm. And, and he finished with 126, but it was not – it was hard. So I think – you know what? What I was talking about on my show today, I wonder if Iowa can hold him under 100. Hmm. I think Wouldn't that be a hit. feat? Yeah. yeah. Now, that good defense – I think they could. They struggled last year against Minnesota running the ball, and they didn't have Mo in that one as he was out with the injury a season ago. And, and they had a kid that's down in Kansas right now. is like their third-team running back that ran all over him. So we'll see. We'll see if Phil Flex got something up his sleeve. What's up the sleeve in Nebraska? Final two weeks. I mean, is this team just done playing out the string and just knowing new coaching staff coming in? It feels like a team, just watching the little bit that I did against Michigan, that this is a team that has checked out. Have you seen the same thing? No, my friend, no. I don't, I don't know what part of the game you saw, but no, they have not checked out. Um, I thought the defense, it, now the defense got pushed around by Michigan's excellent offensive line, but they scrapped. I mean, it could have easily been like a 24-3 type game. Michigan got gifted a touchdown on a ball oh, that ball was out. It was, you know, it, Falls out in the back of the end zone. They called it in, um, so they got gifted a touchdown there. Um, I, no, 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 no. Nebraska's still playing. They're, they're just offense terrible. I mean, I I don't know which is worse, Iowa's offense or Nebraska's 
when it's without Casey Thompson. Now, Casey Thompson's the starting quarterback. He started eight games, but he hasn't started the last two. And the offense is just, oh, I mean, it's embarrassing. Hmm. They, can't, they can't do it. I mean, they, a first down was like, oh, God, they got a first down. You know, it was that type of thing. <laughs> right. Uh, we see plenty of those over here. Yeah, I know you do. Um, so, no, no, they're playing, though. It, that's kind of the narrative over here is, is that Mickey Joseph, as the interim coach, has kept them. They're, they're, they're still scrapping. They're not a terrible defense. They're just really bad on offense without Casey. But Mickey Joseph said last night that Casey Thompson could be back for this game, which really changes the way you look at it. Yeah, Trev Alberts uh, stepped up for his coach as well last night. He said the same thing, that the whole coaching staff that uh, still has these guys' attention. At the same time, Sip, it, it, and I'm listening between the lines, or I'm actually reading, I didn't hear it, uh, but I was reading the uh, the recap of it. Uh, my takeaway from that is it, it sure seems like it's a long shot that Mickey Joseph is going to be named uh, the permanent head – well, not permanent, but the next head coach, take the interim tag off. I, I, that was my feeling. Um, and as you mentioned, that, that kid, that, uh, that athlete that stayed uh, at Nebraska and had all those offers, sounds like Mickey Joseph may stay as a part of the staff, as you said last week. But I, I would be surprised after, you know, that was my take, that, that Mickey Joseph would be appointed uh, as the next head coach. Yeah, very surprised. I be yeah, I yeah. Your sentiment is the right sentiment. It would. I think they would have to get pretty far down the line before they got to Mickey. And by that, I'd say fourth or fifth or sixth. It's my read. That's my read on it right now. Um, yeah, I I think I don't think Mickey will be the next head coach. He hasn't interviewed. There hasn't been. Now that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but he, there has. Discussion of an interview, he shared that with us, the media, and then what I'm hearing behind the scenes is no, it's not going to happen. Um, Sip, if you we'll get you out of here on this. If you heard um, Matt Matt Rule's name keeps getting um, attached yep. there, yep. It, it, yep. It, would you call him the favorite right now? Oh, it's a little more complicated. Um, I think that there's, I think the best way to put it. You know, I got to be careful what I say in different forums because I the main forum is where I got to give the deliver the goods. You know, on yeah, I gotcha. uh, yeah, I I haven't delivered them yet. I, I uh, so I I think that the best way to put it is there the steam is real there. Now it might be subsiding, but yeah, there's definitely there was definitely contact mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it was. I don't know that it's over. I don't know that it's not. So that didn't help you, but that <laughs> I it definitely was a real thing. There's no doubt about that. Gotcha, Sip. Um, obviously, it's a short week for for everybody next week, but we need six or eight minutes from you to uh, preview Friday's game, uh, especially if Iowa gets past Minnesota. There, there'll be a palpable buzz, I believe, around that. Uh, even though the oh, yeah. uh, the the prize is a is a game against Ohio. Well, I shouldn't say that because Michigan yeah. keeps surprising me. Uh, but we'll see. Sip, uh, have a uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Stephen M. Yeah.
We'll definitely do that. Take care, guys. Yep, good to hear from you. Stephen Simple on 3 Media. All right, Cappy is next. Before we get that, uh, let's uh, do another $1,000 handoff. Go to KXNO.com right now. The Nationwide Keyword Contest is upon us. You're there. You'll see the pop-up box. In the pop-up box, enter the keyword credit. Credit at KXNO.com. Your chance to win 1000 Cappy next. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. We're not developing a quarterback. Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get our guy David Kaplan in here, Centurion Stone of Iowa Sponsors. By the way, you can still enter that contest to win the Cowboys. Vikings tickets. The draw is tomorrow morning. Go to KXNO.com. Cap uh, joins us. Cap, uh, first of all, again, uh, thank you for uh, cooperating yesterday and moving to today. We certainly appreciate that. How are you, Capper? I'm good, man. Come on. That's all we do. I cooperate. It's what we do. We're teammates, man. Indeed we are, and grateful for it. Uh, Cap, um, let's let's talk about the Bears, who lost again. But you know what? It feels like a win every time I watch this team. That's kind of my takeaway. It's not about the record at the end. They're not going to the playoffs. Uh, but it's about getting the quarterback better and proving to some people that weren't sure uh, that if he indeed is capable of leading this team for the next, who knows, decade, whatever that may be. And he continues, at least for my two eyes, to go out week after week and show me that he does. I think that's what the season's about at this point, Cap. Completely agree. That is a great scenario that the entire world is talking about Justin Fields and about how much he has improved and how the Bears have found their guy. Oh, we're up to the number six draft pick. Keep it going, man. I hope Atlanta <laughs> beats us 40-39 to 39 yeah. in an awesome game. I know our defense stinks. There's nothing that we're going to do defensively that I'm going to change my mind and go, oh, my God, we're good. No. So I don't want these wins. I want to continue to keep Justin, A, playing at a high level, B, healthy. We've seen them unlock, obviously, the running ability, something we've always known that he's had. But what are you seeing out of Justin Fields, the development as a passer? What have you seen here over the last month or so? Well, I think he's always been a, a passer. I think there's this misconception that, He's a running quarterback. I don't know if he could throw. Go back and watch his career at Ohio State. He was a thrower. He wasn't a runner. He used his feet when he had to. That guy was a thrower, man, to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and all these, um, Jeremy Rueckert, the tight end. But there was a difference. He's got a terrible offensive line. Just watch the last two-minute drive at the end of the Lions game when he's getting a hell beaten out of him because they stopped their ends from crashing up the field at a high rate of speed, and they kept Aiden Hutchinson and whoever more at home. He ain't getting by me, Justin. Sorry. And now he's got to throw out of the pocket because there's no threat of play action in that situation. And so they sacked him. He got his ear torn up. He had to get it stitched. Look. This kid is not Lamar Jackson. He is a better passer. He hasn't accomplished what Lamar has. I think he can accomplish that. But people have to understand, he's got no help around him. None. Uh, One of of those guys that he does have around him, uh, seemingly cap... 
and I'm talking about Cole Komet. It, it seems like maybe now he's starting to become the player that uh, that Bears fans thought they would that they were getting when he was drafted. What second round, third round, or, or very relatively high out of Notre Dame. Seems like Komet's lights coming on. He's figuring it out, and Justin Fields getting more comfortable with his tight end. Yeah, it does look like he's getting more comfortable. Again, Cole doesn't always get tremendous separation, but he's become a smarter, better football player as a receiver. As a blocker, he's been A+. Cole is an excellent blocker at the tight end spot, but you don't draft a guy who you think is a playmaker to be a blocker. That's a bonus. So hopefully, you know, he didn't practice yesterday because he got banged up in the Lions game. Hopefully he's able to go on Sunday because that would be a big loss for Justin and for the Bears' offense if they don't have him. But I do think he's showing strides of improvement. So you want him to keep losing, keep, keep getting that draft capital higher and higher all throughout? I want one win. One win. One Green win. Bay. I want to beat the crap out of Green Bay. <laughs> I think we could all sign up for that. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Cappy. Then this offseason, with all the money that they're going to have at their disposal, the draft, that's one thing, and I think Ryan Poles, you're one. you got to be pretty confident what he did. What about free agency? I mean, what's what's your wish list outside of obviously you know getting a Tyreek Hill type something like that? What is your wish list as you go into the off season, knowing that the Bears have more money than anybody to spend? Left tackle Braxton Jones at this point, maybe he'll become one. Is not that dude. I want the best available left tackle, whether that's Orlando Brown from the Chiefs, who's going to be a free agent. Last year, Miami mm-hmm. went and paid big money to get Teron Armstead. I want. That guy, plug-and-play, left tackle, I got an iron gate right there. And then get me another offensive lineman that can play wherever that is. Center, I probably need to upgrade that position. And then let's go and get a receiver. And then I on the other side of the ball, I got to get a three technique that helps me stop the run because I'm awful at it. That's A. B, I have got to get more pressure on the quarterback, so I need somebody to replace the Mac Quinn combo, they're both gone. Mm-hmm. Those are where I got to be. And then I got to get a corner. Well, speaking of shopping for players, the Major League Baseball is is open for business. We're starting to see some moves uh, in the hot stove league cap. Uh, what what are you hearing when it comes to the Chicago teams? Are the fan bases getting a little restless, uh, a little impatient, waiting for something to happen? No, not yet. It's too quick. It's too fast. I mean, there's been a few deals. I think the Sox fans are disappointed that they saw the kid get traded, Teoscar Hernandez, mm-hmm. from the Blue Jays. He would have been a perfect fit in right field for the White Sox. Perfect. Makes $13 million bucks. Didn't have to give up a ton of big prospects. And the Sox, apparently, if they were involved, they fell short. And the package that Seattle gave up doesn't look that overwhelming. So that's the only frustration that I've heard. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, that's seemingly the way it was a Blue Jays fan. That's the way we see it, too. I mean, I hope it works out. Not sure Not sure that it will. What about, um, are, are they in jeopardy of losing anybody, Cap? I mean, we know the White Sox got a couple of, of name players uh, that may uh, get their, um, you know, be wearing a different uniform. What about the Cubs? Who, who are the Cubs fans, you know, desperately hoping that they can keep? I mean, Ian Happ? Yeah, I think they'd like to keep Ian. Ian's marrying a, a local girl here. He said, I did an interview with him, where he said, I want to retire as a Cub. And I think, look, he's not going to come and say, I'll play for a hundred grand for you. He right. wants to get paid just like everybody. But he, if they get, came correct with a 
fair offer. I think Ian Happ signs it, and he's here. So if you have Ian Happ in left and Suzuki in right, now go get me a center fielder. I don't have a prospect ready to take that spot. Pete Crow Armstrong, a year from now, maybe. Mm-hmm. He was in high A this year. He's a really good player. He's our number one prospect. They got him in the bias trade from the Mets. I would absolutely look at that. But is there a shorter-term center field option? They're not going to get Aaron Judge. That's just a fact. They're not going to do that. But I do think they're going to be in play on a shortstop. So if they're prepared to spend the money it would take to get Turner, Correa, or Bogart, I don't think they're in the Dansby-Swanson thing. I don't. Um, He's a good player. Maybe he will be a fallback option if they lose out on the others. I just keep hearing Jed does not want to go eight, nine, ten-year deal on anybody. I don't blame him. Those things never seem to work. But if you want one of those dudes in your lineup, that's the price. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap, uh, thank you for doing this. We will obviously short week next week. Uh, I'll text you and uh, f- figure out what we can do next week. Thank you, Cap. Appreciate it. I will it. be around. You can have me any day. I'll be in Florida on vacay. Nice. You call, I'm in. Nice. We'll, we'll make it work. Thanks, Cap. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yep, take care. David Kaplan, as we catch up on Chicago Sports Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors, Cappy Centurion Stone of Iowa.com. Interior, exterior project, over 200 different varieties, colors, and patterns. Check out the showroom. You'll be glad you did, but you can find all the information at Centurion Stone of Iowa.com. Lee Sterling joins us next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Mode, Urbandale. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We'll take a look at uh, Green Bay, Tennessee, coming up to kick off our number two uh, Thursday night football tonight. Well, our guest, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Here's one of the things I appreciate about Lee. He has a, and everybody has him, a mm-hmm. bad week. Yeah. Lee put that in the notes. You know, he's not trying to hide him. No. Transparency is so important. Yet on our radio show, he gave us four winners out of five games. Which is crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) We'll take Uh, that, Lee. Absolutely will. Uh, Lee Sterling joins us. Uh, Lee, Trent, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Lee Sterling? Good. I didn't have a bad week. I just had a bad 10 minutes. Is that what it was? I had three scores go against me literally within like 20 seconds. Uh, It was over. Trent, I just lost his games. Can you send them to me? I don't know yes. what I did with them. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, good, good stuff. So I know Lee that your your long shot play the, of the year is coming up this weekend. Yeah. Just yeah. you don't have to say who it is, but it, well, unless unless I guess it is it Bedlam by per chance? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I saw that number. I did like that. that. That is one of my my thirteen games. So is it? You you're you're good at reading my mind. I mean that line shouldn't be seven and a half. I thought the same thing. I was shocked. What am I missing here, anyways? And it opened up at six and a half, which is even crazy. Wow! People are betting Oklahoma, so you know I I I think Spencer Sanders is going to play in the game. Mm -hmm. Well, he played last week against Iowa State in the second half. Flipped that game, yeah. And he yeah. did. He did. Good point, Trent. Because yeah. Gunner Gundy, no. he's, not, he's not ready at all. Let's get into the games this week. As yeah. always, Lee Sterling giving us a five-pack of games. Let's start things off in the Big Ten West as Wisconsin is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite against Nebraska. We were just talking to Stephen M. Sipple, longtime uh, beat mm-hmm. writer for Nebraska. He says this team hasn't quit. I, I saw it a little bit different. What do you see in this one with the Badgers laying 12 in the hook? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm on with Steve on, on Friday mornings, and oh, nice. uh, we've gone back and forth a couple times. Uh, you know, you, you want to play a team sometimes that first week. You get the interim coach. Mm-hmm. But I, I think these guys realize it's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Now, even with Graham Mertz, who has not been great, uh, they've had trouble. Nebraska scored 25 points the last three weeks against physical teams with strong running games. Uh, probably not a great time for the Badgers to come into town here for, for Nebraska. I think we're going to see more of the same. I like Wisconsin, 28-10. Mm. Well, there's a lot of fan bases that are rooting for the Baylor Bears this week as they'll take on undefeated TCU. Uh, Baylor having a kind of an up-and-down season this year. TCU, slight favorite in this game, Lee. Well, one of the games I liked last week was TCU. And, you know, getting a touchdown uh, with a Against team that's battle-tested, yeah. I'll take it. And, and they got through a game where their ex-coach, Gary Patterson, was the special assistant for Texas. He drew up the game plan. He knew all the kids, and, and, and they were able to gut out a game that, you know, on the road against a team that was maybe more talented than them. So now they're going to face a Baylor team, not as tough a place to play in as Texas, team that's not as talented, a quarterback like Chapin, no touchdowns the last two weeks and just one in the last three weeks. TCU is going to lose, but it's not going to be this week. I think they move on here, 27-20. Well, then I hope it's next week when they play Iowa State. How about that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Game number three for Lee Sterling. It is Michigan laying 17 in the big house against Illinois. Obviously, the line has been a rough couple of weeks. And Maybe- you know what just th- happened this morning? Bill and his mom passed away. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Heavy hearts mm. and maybe something to think about there. Mm-hmm. Illinois, maybe yep. just getting away from Champaign. Maybe this is the best thing. It's a business trip, a road trip. We'll see. 17 is the number. Here's the problem also. Chase, Chase Brown was hurt last play of the game. And oh they're not revealing the injury, some type of ankle or Achilles injury. And he's a game-time decision. They need him to be at 100% mm-hmm. to have any chance. They're facing the number one defense in the country, giving up just 11 points and 73 rushing yards per game. Tommy DeVito's fine, but he needs to have those second and short, uh, third and one situations. That's where he does his best work. He's going to be in second and third and long, I think, early and often. And on the other hand, Michigan's offensive line's only allowed eight sacks. So when they're in second and two, I think they're going to go up top here. Illinois could be down two of their top three cornerbacks here. I expect some big Michigan long touchdown pass plays in this game. I'm going to ride Michigan, even though they're playing Ohio State next week. 38-14. Interesting. Well, Iowa State's yep. uh, senior day uh, at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames going to be 22 degrees, maybe down to yep. in the upper teens at kickoff time and night game uh, here in, in, um, in well, central Iowa. Um, yep. And Iowa State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Red Raiders. Okay, and, and I know Texas Tech has lost uh, four road games this year, but all were uh, to ranked opponents. They're playing for a possible bowl bid here. Uh, the cold weather, obviously not in their favor, but they finally have the number one quarterback uh, who was their top guy all along, Taylor Shugan. He returned from injury, and he is the best run-pass quarterback that they have by a long shot here. Wrong team favorite. Tech outright 27-24. Interesting. Going with yep. Texas Tech in the cold. We wrap things up here with the Hawkeyes as they make their way north to take on the Gophers. Minnesota and Phil Fleck favored by a field goal as he searches for his first ever win against the Hawkeyes. Yeah, and, and I was owned them. And they've also won nine of the last ten games, covering eight of ten. Um, these teams are still battling for a shot at the Big Ten Championship. Who would have thunk a couple weeks ago? But 
Uh, Golden Gophers can't throw the football. And if you can't throw the football, Iowa's defense is going to clamp down on you. Spencer Petras has not been great, but he's taking care of the ball, uh, throwing underneath, moving the chains, and uh, special teams could be the difference here. I'm going to keep riding Iowa here, 23-13. Game of the week. If the audience wants more information, it's a good one. It's the Cowboys and the Vikings uh, from uh, from Minneapolis. How can they uh, get some more information? Yeah, it's another client play. You want to get it for free, just call 800-400-9741. Give you Dallas and Minnesota on me. You want to get our world-famous Baker's Dozen 13 games, and it does include our college football underdog play of the year, we're 3-1 and one this year on our 45-50 to 50 unit plays. Only lost one by half a point with Air Force. We're 56-14 and 14 on these games going back the last dozen years. How do you get it? Just one place, ParamountSports.com. Lee, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Sounds, guys. Thank you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com as we uh, wrap up the hour. Looking forward to a Wrong team is favored in Ames? Come on. We've seen Taylor Shuck. They saw him in the bowl game against Oregon. And when the Fiesta Bowl, Shuck was under center. At least for a while. A lustrous 4-3 and three Oregon team. Yeah, but they pulled him because they were eating his lunch. Third place in their division. Now, don't try to throw cold water I'm on the... I'm yeah, just I'm stating you're, facts. You're throwing cold water on, the, on Iowa State's finally New Year's Bowl game win. Hour two coming up next.